Welcome to the Studies in Proverbs podcast, produced by HeartCry Missionary Society. This is taken from a video series you can find on our website, heartcrymissionary.com. HeartCry is a missionary society founded by Paul Washer. The goal of our ministry is to glorify God and bring the greatest possible good to humankind through the preaching of the gospel and the establishment of biblical churches throughout the world. Visit heartcrymissionary.com to view our other productions and to find out more about HeartCry Missionary Society. Welcome back to our study of the book of Proverbs. Today we are in chapter chapter 4, and um, we're going to read from 20 to the end of the chapter, and uh, we're going to look at what the Lord has for us in his word. Now, young person, always remember, always remember, um, we're studying the book of Proverbs, and we're learning how to live, but... Um, we learn how to live only because we have already received life from Jesus Christ. We're not going to get to heaven by obeying the book of Proverbs because we've already uh, disobeyed so many parts of it, just like the law. <sighs> Proverbs, like the law and like the rest of the Bible, points us to Jesus. And young person, what you really need above all things is to rest in the finished work of Christ, to trust in what he has done for you on Calvary. He paid for your sins. He paid for your foolishness. And you can be right with God uh, forever through faith in Christ, faith alone. All right, let's read Proverbs chapter 4, verse 20. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their body. Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put devious speech far from you. Let your eyes look directly ahead and let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you. Watch the path of your feet, and all your ways will be established. Do not turn to the right or to the left. Turn your foot from evil. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you so much for this day. And Lord, thank you for the young people who will be listening to this video. Oh God, my desire is not just to talk or even to teach but that those who hear will be transformed by your word, that you would bring them to faith in Christ and that you would raise up a generation of young men and women who love your son, who love your son above, above all other things and persons. Oh, dear God, please use this time of simple teaching in Jesus' name, amen. Now, in our previous studies, we looked at, at verse 20 and 21. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Now, what is he saying? Pay attention. Pay attention to the word of God. Pay attention when you read it. Pay attention when you hear it being preached correctly. Pay attention when your father and your mother instruct you in the word. Pay attention. 
says, not only pay attention, incline your ear to the word of God. It's like when you really want to hear something and you lean over because you want to hear it more clearly. Then we go on. He says, do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart. And on this, it is so very important. You know, it's one thing to learn, but it's another thing to keep to keep that in your mind, to keep remembering, to for it to continue being throughout the full course of your life, a direction, a directive, a guide. You see, that's why when we when we learn a truth, we need to think about it. We need to digest it over and over again until it becomes part of us. And he says, keep them in the midst of your heart. You know, uh, the heart refers to the control center of, of a human being, you know. It controls our, our emotions, it controls our will, it controls how we act, how we speak, everything. That's the idea. And we don't just want to receive the word superficially, but we want it to literally come in and take root in our heart and then just begin to, to change us, transform us, and constantly guide us because it's not something just external, it's something that becomes a part of us. Now, let's go to um, verse 23 and we're going to talk about the heart. So he said, pay attention to the word of God. Now he's going to say, pay attention to your heart. Verse 23, watch over your heart with all diligence for from it flow the springs of life. Now, the phrase watch over your heart, it's translated also guard your heart or keep your heart. And then it says with all diligence, watch over your heart with all diligence. If you, literally the phrase in Hebrew is more than all other guarding, guard your heart. You know, you have to guard yourself from the rain. <laughs> you have to guard yourself from the snow and from the cold. You put on clothing. You even have to guard yourself from the sun so that you don't get sunburned. You have to guard yourself from dangerous situations. But above all things, above everything else in your life, guard your heart. Now, let me ask you a question. Would you... Uh, run out in the snow and plan on staying there for eight to ten hours in, in a bathing suit. I don't think so. Or in your pajamas. I don't think so. You wouldn't last very long. You'd say, I can't go out there. I've got to guard my skin. I've got to guard my body, my toes, my fingers, or they'll freeze off. But every day when you get up, do you think about guarding your heart? You know, there are so many terrible influences today. Oh yes, there are good ones. But this world is so full of so many terrible fountains that can infect your heart. You know, when I was a kid, uh, <laughs> we had a black and white television set. And um, I think you could get two channels and maybe three on a good day. And that was it. That was it. Uh, most people didn't have a transistor radio, that's what we called them, or a radio that you carried around with you. There wasn't much information being pumped into your head from media. But today, there are countless outlets of media. People spend 
hours a day just looking at their phones, hours a day on the computer, hours a day in front of the television. And you know that much of this stuff is not produced uh, by godly people with godly motives. As a matter of fact, it's the very opposite. If you study media closely, you see that it's constantly chipping away at the biblical foundations of society. It's constantly chipping away at biblical truth and trying to destroy it little by little. And so if you are constantly looking at media, 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 you're not guarding your heart. If you get into conversations with your friends that are contrary to the word of God, that's influencing you. You see, you need to be very careful. Guard your heart with all diligence. It says more than all guarding above and beyond all other guarding with all diligence. Guard your heart. You know, if if you knew as as some people have lived in more primitive times where they're they're out in the forest or maybe they're in some remote fort in a faraway land and they must set watch there's no way no not everyone can go to sleep at the same time why because you're surrounded by enemies who would not only do you damage but take your life and so your village you're you're vigilant you're vigilant you're vigilant um there's been a few times when I've been hunting in, in a place where there were bears and even possibly grizzly bears. And you don't walk in that woods the same way as you do when you're hunting somewhere where the worst animal you have to encounter is a coyote. But when you're in a place where there are uh, bears and wolves and things like that, you are vigilant, especially at night when you're walking out of the woods very careful, very careful. Your ears are more attentive. Your eyes are more attentive. You're more on guard. You may even keep an arrow on your bow just in case. You see, well, what you need to see is that you're living behind enemy lines. And um, there's a lion or one who uh, walks about like a roaring lion. And he's seeking whom he may devour. And, and he devours not just by these frontal assaults, but he devours by chipping away, chipping away. You know, uh, people say, young people, that it, it's been said by wise men that no one really falls into sin. They slide into sin. You make little compromises along the way until you find that you're able to laugh at something that before would have disgusted you. And so guard your heart. Now, guard it as something of great value. Okay? Guard it as something of great value. And according to Scripture, there's nothing more important than your heart. I mean, your body will perish. But who you really are is affected by your heart. And that is why I will tell you, whether you're a young boy or young girl, you need to be active. You need to work out. You need to take care of your body. You need, you need to eat right. Um, but above that, above that, you need to take care of your heart. And how do you do that? Well, let's look at the body for a moment. How do you take care of your body? 
First of all, you protect it from dangerous things. But then secondly, you, you fill it with good things and you exercise. Do you see that? Okay? So we, we keep it away from harmful things, which would be uh, dangerous weather and climates and situations, uh, really bad food, uh, things like alcohol and drugs. We, we keep away from that. But now here's something. You're still going to die if all you do is keep away from bad things. You also have to consume good things, clean water, good food. But then if you have clean water and you have good food, all the nutrients you need, but you never do anything, you never get out of a chair, uh, you're still going to die early. You've got to exercise. Well, it's the same way with our heart. Do you see that? That, first of all, we need to keep bad things out of our heart. And what are bad things? Things that contradict the scriptures. Things that contradict the will of God. Ideas that are contrary to what God is teaching us. Okay? We've got to keep those out, whether it's television or internet or phone or conversations. We've got to keep that out. But that's not enough to grow spiritually. For our heart to be strong, we have to consume good food. And what is that? The scriptures. Our own private study of the scriptures, listening to good preaching, reading good books, being in good conversations about the Lord, about growing. But then that's still not enough because if all you do is you're learning, 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 but you're not obeying, uh, you're not using your knowledge for the, for the reason it was given. You need to go out and practice these things. You can read all kinds of books about how to swing a baseball bat or shoot a longbow or fire a gun or uh, any number of other things. How to ride a horse. But if you don't practice, you may be an expert theoretically, but you can't do anything. And so we need to obey. We need to practice. Guard your heart as something of great value. Also, guard your heart as something the enemy most desires to steal. Do you see that? The devil has many times. Um, well, let me put it this way. I personally know Christians who because of their faith, their bodies have been damaged. I have a dear friend who literally... Uh, has had malaria and jungle diseases and viruses and everything, whatever. I don't know what you would call them, but living in one of the most remote jungles of the world, and he's basically destroyed his body. He has for the cause of Christ. But his heart is good. I, I have friends in other parts of the world that have been beaten up uh, for the cause of the gospel terribly beaten up, locked in prison, uh, deprived of, of food. And it hurt their body, but their heart remained strong. You see, that's what matters. I mean, um, like I always say, I, I used to be really young, and uh, now I'm not. My body is declining, uh, but my heart can keep going. Can keep going. Now, so guard it 
as something the enemy most desires to steal because if he gets your heart, he gets the rest of you. Do you see that? If he gets your heart, he gets the rest of you. He can get your body. That doesn't affect your heart. He can have people beat you up, martyr you, whatever, but he can't get your heart. But if he gets your heart, he's got all of you. And he wants your heart. He wants your affections. He wants your affections to go to all kinds of different things rather than to God. He hates God. And he wants you to have affections for him and for the things of this world. Now, also, as I've said, guard it as something that will determine the outcome of the war. Okay? There's a war game that uh, uh, young military students play in which they go, you got to go take the flag. And as, when you get the flag, the battle's over. The battle is over the moment you lay your hand on the flag. Okay? Well, the battle is over the moment the devil lays his hand on your heart. The battle's over. So you want to guard the heart because that's what he's going for. That's what he is going for. If you ever watch a boxer, you see uh, not just his hands. His hands will be up in a certain position, but also his forearms and his elbows and this part of his arm. He will all have it in a certain place. Why? With his hands, he's protecting the head because if you can hit somebody in the head, you're going to knock them out. So with his hands, he's protecting the head. But you have vital organs here. You have your heart. Someone lands a shot right in the middle of your chest, you're probably not going to get back up. Or you have these fragile areas along here, your ribs and your stomach, and that's why they're using their, even their elbows, their forearms, and other things to do what? To, um, to protect those vital organs. In the same way, you need to protect your heart because once the devil has your heart, the battle's over. Now, he says, watch your heart with all diligence. And then he goes on, for from it flow the springs of life. Now, I've written here, the heart is like a fountain or spring that flows into every river of our lives, either purifying or contaminating. So, Imagine that um, the whole land is watered by a single fountain coming out of the ground. And that fountain overflows and goes into different uh, valleys and ravines, creating little creeks. And everything, everything is receiving um, water from this one single fountain. Now, if we want to destroy the land... What do we do? Well, we could spend a lot of time going to every single river and going to every single creek and ravine and small stream and putting poison in it. We could do that. It would take a long time and a lot of effort. Or we could do something else. Just go to the fountain. If we can just reach the fountain and we pour our poison there, and when that fountain is poisoned, then that poison is going to flow out of that fountain into every little river and stream and ravine and field and forest. And in almost no time at all, everything is contaminated. Guard your heart. You know, a few years ago, I had a, a terrible, terrible heart attack. 
and it really, really, even until today, it has impacted me. My heart is not the same. But when they pulled me into the hospital, the doctors didn't do something like they'll do with a gallbladder. They didn't say, ah, you know, his heart's messed up. <laughs> Let's just cut it out and throw it out. He doesn't need that thing. No, he needs that thing. He can't live without that thing. And if that thing, that heart, isn't working right, nothing is working right. Do you know how much your brain depends upon your heart? Your muscles depend upon your heart? Because from the heart, the heart is pumping blood. And with that blood, oxygen and nutrients and all sorts of things. You mess up that heart, you mess up everything, you see. That's why a lot of times when you're hunting and you sit there, you don't want to uh, you don't want the bullet to pass through a leg or a thigh or a hip. Where do you want it? Straight through the heart, straight through the heart, because once the heart's gone, everything else goes. Now, let's look at what Jesus said in Mark seven twenty and 23. That which proceeds out of the man, that is what defiles the man. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed the evil thoughts, fornications, thefts, murders, adulteries, deeds of coveting and wickedness, as well as deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride and foolishness. All these things proceed from within and defile the man. He's saying, if your heart is bad, then all these bad things in your heart come out. And what do they do? They defile the man, every aspect of him. If someone has a foul mouth, it's because they have a foul heart. If someone has is putting their eyes on wickedness, it's because the heart is directing the eyes toward wickedness. This is why we want to guard the heart. Now, look, look at what he says here. He says some pretty hard things. Evil thoughts. Where do they come from? From the heart. So you could sit there and say, oh, I had an evil thought. I need to discipline myself. Well, discipline is good. But if you treat the symptom and not the cause, you're in trouble. I went to a doctor recently, a very brilliant uh, doctor, two doctors, and they, they were looking at different parts of, uh, of my body, and they said something. They said, you know, we're going to do this genetic or DNA test. I said, because it looks like you've been treating symptoms and you're not getting to the root cause. Do you see? So you can sit there and say, I'm going to discipline myself, or I'm not going to do this, or I'm not going to do that, but, and that's good. We need that in part. But this is where you need to focus. This is where you need to focus. Now, evil thoughts. Even if you were living on a remote island somewhere and you never saw an evil thing on the internet or read an evil thing in a magazine or you never had a bad image put in front of you, you would still have evil thoughts. Because the Bible says that we are born in sin and that we have an inclination toward evil. But but here's what I want you to see, though. And even though that is true, most of our evil thoughts are something that we've heard or seen. 
at least what we hear and see, promote evil thoughts within us. So if we could cut those things out, we're going to be a lot less likely to have evil thoughts. Fornications, infidelity with regard to marriage. I mean, it's many of the songs today, many of the movies, all sorts of things. Not only do they not speak against fornication, but they promote it. And, and, and you say, well, it's not impacting me. Listen, remember what I said? Just pecking, constantly pecking at the foundation until the whole thing comes through. You know, in Peru, a few times I've had to do road work. <laughs> when I've gone up into villages, the, uh, the head of the village says everybody's doing road work. So <laughs> you, even if you're up there and you're not even necessarily Peruvian, you're going to do road work. And um, it, in Peru, you know, there's these big, everything's a rock, just about. I mean, it's the Andes Mountains and things like that. And um, sometimes there's these big boulders that you come across. And you know what they say? That the best people to move those boulders are the women. And say, so why? Well, first of all, you've got to break it up. You've got to break up the boulder. And so you have this long shaft made out of iron. It's about two meters, uh, seven feet long. And it's about this big around. And it's really heavy. And it has a point on the end. And what men do is they walk over to the rock and they're just giving it everything they got. And nothing happens. They're just wearing themselves out. And you'll see a group of women on that rock and they'll just lift up the pole like that and drop it. Lift it up, drop it. Lift it up and drop it. They find a little crack and they just drop it. And I, I'm not kidding. I've seen it. I've had to laugh at myself because I was the guy who was trying to beat the rock to death. And in a little while, they just that rock just breaks open. They just, they just keep chipping, just little by little. The devil's probably not going to come to you and just throw all kinds of wickedness in your face. What he's going to do is just have those ladies just chip here, chip, 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 until finally, boom, the foundation's gone. Okay? So... Thefts, where do thefts come from? You say, well, I've never stolen. But where does theft, where does theft come from? It comes from greed, doesn't it? And it comes from a lovelessness. You love yourself. You don't love the person you're stealing from. And, and all those things, greed and things can be introduced to us by what we see and hear. Murders. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable how many are... How few TV shows or movies that are produced that don't involve murder? I mean, it's, it's everywhere. The video games, is that not true? You're constantly shooting somebody. So you see, little by little, it just pecks at you. Adulteries, again, infidelity with regard to marriage. Marriage is sometimes laughed at in the media. Uh, marriage is considered not that important. And you say, well, that doesn't affect me. Yes, it does. Little by little, it just peck, peck, peck. Uh, slander, talking bad about people, man, we're prone to that. We don't need much help. We don't need much help in that. But media can influence us. Pride. We live in a world full of pride, 
full of pride. Matter of fact, we're being told now that the only way that we can have mental health is to tell ourselves that we're beautiful, we're the best, we're okay, nothing's wrong with us, we're wonderful. Uh, just a generation ago, to talk that way about yourself would have been considered foolish. But today, pride is being promoted. And then foolishness. You know, young people, it seems so unusual to me that even in my time, when there were TV programs and things for young people, um, it was hardly ever about some young person who achieved something magnificent through discipline. It was always foolish stories about foolish people doing foolish things. And um, that's why it's so dangerous just to always hang around people your own age, because you'll never learn to mature. Um, he says, all these things proceed from within and defile the man. So we got to guard our heart. And how is our heart most, most poisoned? Through the ears and the eyes. Through the ears and the eyes. So to guard our heart, we need to guard our eyes and guard our ears. Now, Luke 6.45, and we'll end here. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth what is good. And the evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth what is evil. For his mouth speaks from that which fills his heart. Um, there was an old preacher one time, and I heard him say this. It was kind of funny. He was uh, preaching from Romans 3, and he was talking about how it says that uh, fallen man's mouth is full of cursing. And he said, if you don't believe that, just go stand on a street corner. And the first guy you see, punch him right in the mouth and see what comes out first. He said, it'll be cursing. Now, I don't recommend that you do that. But it's true. Man's mouth is full of so many bad things because our hearts can be filled with so many bad things. Young people, listen. Right now, we just looked at pay attention to your heart. In the next lesson, pay attention to your mouth. But I want you to recognize both these things are connected. And so you must take care. Well, God bless you. I hope this has been helpful to you. And Lord willing, we'll see you in the next lesson. Thank you for listening to the Studies in Proverbs podcast produced by HeartCry Missionary Society. Visit heartcrymissionary.com 